this week on The Startup Life. And you'll get on down the road, and as you're approaching that big thing that you're really working toward, mm-hmm. they won't be there. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Dr. Jamie Hardy, Chief Lifestyle Curator and founder of the Fab Squad. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Scholars, are you ready to join the 25 Plus Club? Parents, how does thousands in college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're here with Dr. Jamie, the lifestyle pharmacist. How's it going today, ma'am? I'm good. How are you? Um, Wait, 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 (laughs) ma'am. I'm sorry. I I was being respectful, not in the sense of like that, but just, you know, just being respectful because you are a lady. I'm not your elder, I hope. (laughs) No. (laughs) Are you ready to pour value in the Startup Nation today? Absolutely. All righty. So let's get started. So, Dr. Jamie, what's your story? Well, you know, first of all, what's a lifestyle pharmacist? And then tell us the story. All right, so okay. a lifestyle pharmacist is a pharmacist who stresses the importance of modifying your lifestyle. Okay. So if you change your lifestyle, you really can change your life. Awesome. So when people see that I'm a pharmacist, they automatically think that I'm going to be talking about medications. Fair enough. And that is not the topic of all of my conversation. Medications okay. play a role, mm-hmm. but there are some preventative and lifestyle management type things that we all should be doing and can do if we're not doing them Fair to enough. be able to live our best life. Okay. So as the lifestyle pharmacist, that's my message. Tell us the story of how it all started. Oh, <laughs> the story. Sounds like an awesome one. So I did not always call myself the lifestyle pharmacist. Okay. I didn't even really know that I needed to kind of identify with a name of sorts. Okay. This all started when I was about 24 years old and I had finished pharmacy school. I was working in my field. My professional life was awesome. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. And so most people would have looked at me and thought I was living the dream life. Okay. Great job, comfortable salary, you know, traveling, newly built home, luxury car, all that dream life Mm -hmm. to many people. But my life really was a nightmare. Okay. I was really having some struggles and battling some difficult things in my personal life. Okay. And I was depressed. Fair enough. And I really had started to contemplate if I even wanted to continue living my life. Gotcha. I was thinking about suicide. Mm, yes. Okay. So okay. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was crying. I didn't recognize the person who was looking back at me in the mirror. Who is this girl? Who is she? Where did Jamie go? Because this is not her. Fair enough. And a lot of people, really no one knew. This was kind of my secret. My, kind of my cross, gotcha. I was kind of burying myself. Fair enough. As fate would have it, I had a coworker at the hospital, and she had joined a gym. And so when you join a gym, you get passes. So mm-hmm. she was giving out some free passes to some of us at work. And I didn't want to seem ungrateful. <laughs> gotcha. So I took the pass. I had no intention on really going to the gym to try to achieve some type of weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. I was really just going out of obligation because I didn't want to seem ungrateful to my coworker who gave me the pass. Gotcha. 
And something so miraculous and amazing happened. I was going to the gym and everything started changing. So the exercise helped to stabilize my mood. I was eating more. I was able to sleep. And there were some people that were regulars at the gym and I was kind of ear hustling and listening to <laughs> the things that they were talking about. And they were talking about recipes they had tried and websites they liked and magazines they subscribed to. And mm -hmm. since I was ear hustling, I started doing some of those things too. I I think I'm going to steal that phrase from your ear hustling. I like that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. And so I started incorporating the things that I was reading and learning and even learning from my group, my community in sure. the gym. Sure and thing. so all of those things, my eating habits, the meditating, the exercise, all of those things allowed me to come back from the grips of this dark depression that I was in. I and that. my doctor had actually prescribed some medications for me. Okay. And I tried to take them, but I couldn't tolerate the side effects. Mm. So it was just what needed to happen in that moment when I accepted that gym pass because that was my way to get my life back and do it without the pills. Fair enough. And that's when the Lifestyle Pharmacist was born. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. And thank you for sharing, man. I know that's probably a bit difficult to share, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you use any external vendors for, for the Lifestyle Pharmacist? So it's not a large team. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I am now to the point where I am realizing that I can't do it all myself. Okay. So the whole aspect of team building is very important. And a okay. lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. They mm. say, oh, I don't have the money to hire anybody. I could just do it all myself. You can try to do it all, and you can do some of it well, but you can't do it all well. Fair enough. So one thing that I would highly encourage other entrepreneurs, people who are solopreneurs, you know, like a one-woman <laughs> shop, one-man gotcha. shop, right. that there will come a time where you have to start outsourcing things and allowing other people to help you because there's only so much you can humanly do in the time that you're allotted every right. day. Absolutely. And you need a team of people to help you to do that. An assistant is something that I have recently obtained. Um, Shout out to Kay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's my first step in my team building. Gotcha. But I do have some people that I work with on a project basis. So like I have a graphic artist. Okay. I have a web developer. So I have cool. some people that I work with kind of on projects cool. as needed, but not a team that I just pay Fair every enough. day. Fair Fair enough, fair enough. Just kind of yeah. like, you know, uh, just for a project and, mm -hmm. you know, need at that time and stuff right. like that. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. What do you wish you would have known before you started your business? Woo! <laughs> that is a great question. The road that entrepreneurs take, this path is very rocky and very bumpy. I hear that. And it can also be very lonely. Ooh. Because everybody okay. is not cut out for this life. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. And there are people that will start this journey with you and you'll get on down the road. And as you're approaching that big thing that you're really working toward, mm -hmm. they won't be there. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. Okay. And nobody talks about that part. So okay. I wish I would have known that. Gotcha. When I started. Gotcha. Like you said, sometimes that path can be very lonely, right? Yes. So fair enough. What have you learned from like a boss or a mentor? Or like a supervisor from corporate America? So corporate has taught me a lot. Okay. In corporate, I'll say that the companies that have done it right have done it right. In okay. terms of like the brand consistency, the messaging, the core values, the vision, the strategic goals. Mm -hmm. So even as a parallelpreneur, because I still work corporate and gotcha. then I have my own endeavors in addition to that. <laughs> parallelpreneur. I'm stealing that too. You're just dropping nuggets today. Parallelpreneur. Parallelpreneur. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
So I am appreciating the things that corporate has shown me and taught me. Okay. And I am applying those even into my small business. Okay. And so I've had some great experiences from that aspect just because of bosses and supervisors that I have had and being those leaders that lead by example, those mm-hmm. leaders that their success comes from developing a team and the team winning, not them being out front getting all the shine. Fair enough. And so as I build my team and bring people on to participate in the things that I have envisioned and planned for my company and my brand, then I want us all to shine together. It's Fair not enough. just about me. Fair enough. And so I have learned that from you know my corporate experiences and from some bosses and directors that I have had the privilege of working with. Thank you for sharing that because I always try to preach to Startup Nation that you know we always talk about OPM, other people's money. Yes. But it's also about other people's methods. And I'm glad you shared that um, as far as like some of the stuff you use in corporate America yes. into your small business. I actually have a follow-up question. Okay. How important, and you know, you're the lifestyle pharmacist, so I, I would imagine branding is very important. It is very important. Explain how, you know, you uh, approach branding as far as being the lifestyle pharmacist. So branding is a word that floats all around Mm -hmm. and people misunderstanding what branding is. Fair enough. People think that branding is having a headshot and having (laughs) a Facebook page and having a logo. That's not a brand. And at one point early on in my entrepreneurial journey, Mm -hmm. I was one of those people. Fair enough. But I have evolved and I have grown and I have learned that your brand starts with your message. All that pretty stuff Mm -hmm. is just pretty stuff. It's a lot of pretty stuff out on the internet. But what makes you a brand is what your message is and knowing how to share your message with your customer and knowing who your customer is. Gotcha. It's more than liking my Facebook page or, you know, I posted this new picture like that. No. What are you saying and who are you saying it to? I hear that. And being consistent. I hear that. You hear that, Startup Nation. So it's all about the substance, not the gimmicks, okay? It's all about the substance. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Well, how do you market being the lifestyle farms? Do you use social media? Is it word of mouth? How does that work? It's a combination. Okay. I use social media. I'm starting now to get into Facebook ads. Okay. Um, so you all, to make money, you've got to spend some money. Fair and enough. you can be fabulous. You can be awesome. And that's great. But if nobody knows who in the world you are, then it doesn't matter. So advertising is key, even in a small business. You may not have this humongous budget, but there has to be money allocated for some type of advertising. Okay. So, yes. Can you tell us about, and I think you may have alluded to this a little bit, but what was your biggest failure on your path to entrepreneurship? So, I, before I became a lifestyle pharmacist, I had other businesses. So, I would like to think that I have been an entrepreneur since college. Fair enough. But it's all about having the right business. And I've had other businesses, but they weren't the right business. Gotcha. This business that I have now, the one where I'm being vulnerable and I'm sharing my story and helping people to transform their life. Absolutely. This is the business that I should have been in 10 years ago. I hear that. So, Startup Nation, stop running from your calling. I hear that. Thank you. (laughs) We have been all called to do something. And you can keep running from it, and that's just going to delay it. But Mm. eventually, it's going to come full circle, and you're going to say, I'm ready. Okay. So, don't be afraid to be ready to really do what you were put here on this earth to do. I hear that. Thank you so much for sharing that. As entrepreneurs, we're always in constant professional development, trying to better ourselves, things of that nature. Some people read books. Mm-hmm. I prefer audio books myself. Some people go on seminars. Yep. What does professional development mean to you and, and how do you go about uh, pursuing that? 
So professional development is very important. We will all continue to grow and learn every day of our life. Mm -hmm. So just because you got the degree and you got the job or whatever, you will never stop learning. And the same thing in entrepreneurship. You may hit whatever your financial goal is for 2017, Mm -hmm. but in order to make that goal, to repeat it or grow it, you have to keep learning and keep developing yourself. So for me, I have used a, a combination of things. I've tried a lot of different things. I've done... The intensive weekend, you know, workshop seminars. I've done okay. that. I've done the um, immersion type of activities where you have to go away, almost like a retreat, and sure. you're just immersed in whatever's happening, and you leave your phone and you know tell everybody I'm unavailable for the weekend. So right. I've done that. Um, I read books. Um, I also have some things I've subscribed to, so I'm on a different email list for okay. a lot of thought leaders in business. Gotcha. Um, and I also have invested in coaching. Okay. And what I will say is that has really transformed and really put me on a faster trajectory to achieving success I hear that. in my business. I hear that. Because for me as a healthcare professional, they don't teach us how to be a business owner. Fair enough. That's true. When you go to pharmacy school, dental school, medical school, you know, physical therapy school, optometry school, whatever, Mm -hmm. they teach us how to work for someone. We're not taught how to work for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for people that have that entrepreneurial spirit, that, you know, that fire burning deep within, and you know you want to do something beyond the walls of this office or this hospital, how do you do that? There's no book on that. There's no course on that. Mm -hmm. And what I have been fortunate enough to do is I have a coach who is a person that is from the medical profession who has transcended the walls of the hospital and the clinic and is getting paid well to coach other doctors, to speak, to write books. And so since that person has achieved success in this very unique and untapped area, it made perfectly good sense to me if I'm going to get a coach. I want to get a coach that has done what I'm trying to do. Okay. And I want to encourage people... If you are thinking about coaching, make sure that the person that you are going to allow to coach you has been coached. Okay. Because there is a method. There are proven strategies that work for coaching. But if someone has never gone through that process themselves, how can they coach you? Let me ask you a quick follow-up. Yeah. Because I, I know some people actually pay for coaches. Yes. Yes. How, how, you, you, I, you, I, you, yes. You do? Okay. I pay, I okay. pay my coach very okay. well. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Now, this next question, when we ask people, it's on different ends of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with two Xavier grads in the room, I kind of feel like, it, and, and she keeps, you know, Kendra's sitting right over here, Star Nation, uh, and she tells me it's pronounced Xavier when you're down there. Well, yeah. It's, it's somebody. Yeah, Put that little accent on right. it. We do. But uh, I digress. Uh, some people say you need a degree and some contacts yep. to be professional. I mean, to be uh, successful as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Some people say you just need work ethic and a dream. Dr. Jamie, what say you? So it depends on your industry. So okay. for me, since I'm in healthcare, I had to have the credentials. Oh, absolutely. The degree was a must. <laughs> right. Um, but in terms of just entrepreneurship itself, you don't have to go to Harvard and get an MBA, or gotcha. you don't have to go to the University of Memphis. Shout out to Memphis. Now, hear that. Um, you don't have <laughs> to go to U of M to, and do the executive MBA program to be an entrepreneur in the sense that we know it now. Fair enough. A lot of people are moving away from the whole brick and mortar type of 
um, business mm -hmm. and things are happening virtually. Things that's are true. happening online. That's very true. And that's not what's being taught in these MBA and grad school programs. Mm -hmm. So the traditional classroom does not have to be where you go to learn how to have an, a successful online business. Okay. You can do that by being coached, by being in a community, by being in mastermind groups and learning from other people and studying and reading and learning things for yourself. Gotcha. So you don't have to get the MBA per se to go into business. <laughs> gotcha. But if you have a, if you're trying to brand yourself as an expert in some type of you know, healthcare field or technology field or even in education, for example, mm -hmm. having those credentials to back you up gives you that instant credibility. So that. for me, it's kind of a hybrid. I had to have the professional credentials and designations. Of course. Of but course. all this entrepreneurship and business stuff, I didn't learn that in anybody's classroom. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kind of uh, a lot of on the fly learning, huh? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Of yes. course, coaching as well. But, yeah. you know, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? What's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten, Dr. Jamie? Don't be afraid to to dream big. Society and, and individuals will place limitations on you if okay. you allow them to. Right. And not everybody can appreciate and understand your big ass dream. I hope I can cuss on <laughs> No, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. People may not be able to understand <laughs> that. That's their bad, not yours. Right. All right. right. So don't be afraid to dream nothing is too big so don't be afraid the worst advice that i've gotten was girl you got a good job making that good money mm. why are you trying to have a business just stop doing that mm. i was curious about that i'm curious about that because i, I would assume pharmacists get paid a nice sum we do and so right we no. do and it's easy for people to get really complacent and comfortable i hear that but there's so much more than trading you know, hours for dollars, mm. especially when you have really accepted the fact that your life and your every day is, you know, it's divine and it's ordered in such a way for you to do something just huge and, gotcha. you know, impactful in the world and really leave a footprint on the world. I hear that. And so for me, yes, I love pharmacy. I help people every day. There are also people who I'm not able to help if I'm just in the hospital or gotcha. if I'm just at the pharmacy or Fair just enough. at the clinic. By having an online business and mm -hmm. offering products and services that can reach around the world, gotcha. I can touch and impact more lives that way than okay. I can just here in the hospital or in the clinic or at the pharmacy. Fair enough. I'm trying to change the world. And I know uh, this next question before we go to break, I know you're a parallelpreneur, but yes. if you would describe a day uh, in the life of Dr. Jamie when you're when you're like focusing on the business. Okay. You no, know, be as specific as possible. I have to practice what I teach. Okay. So every day I have to have breakfast. I have to do some type of exercise, even if it's just, you know, 10 or 15 minutes cutting on some music, dancing in the gotcha. living room, or doing some <laughs> high knees and jumping jacks and, you know, squats gotcha. in the house. But I have to kind of start my day that way. Okay. And then I have some quiet time for prayer and meditation. Okay. Fair so enough. that's daily. Okay. Um, and in terms of the business, so of course, you know, there are a ton of emails to check, but I have someone that's, you know, kind of helping to filter the emails and I can respond to the ones that need me. Fair enough. Um, and also... Spending time developing content. So my blog post and, mm -hmm. you know, content for books and outlines for programs. Those are all the things that I'm kind of doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And then having some, you know, coaching calls with my coach and 
having some calls even with clients that I'm working one-on-one with. Gotcha. So those are just, that's kind of a a glimpse into the the day of, you know, the lifestyle pharmacist. So we're going to go ahead and go to break. How do you like being on the startup life so far? Oh, I love it. It's good. Long time. All right. I hear that. So (laughs) I Startup Nation, we're going to take a quick break and you're listening to The Startup Life. If you are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are Carmen Core aligned. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, uh, Dr. Jamie, we were talking a little bit in the break about how important it is for the entrepreneur to get rest. Can you yes. explain a little bit to uh, Startup oh Nation goodness. for me? Yes, yeah, Startup Nation, you have to sleep. Gotcha. I know your to-do <laughs> list is long, and you feel like, oh, I could just push through and do a few more things. But actually, the quality starts to decrease as you that. push yourself you know, beyond your limits, staying up, pulling all-nighters, staying up all night to try to meet deadlines, Mm -hmm. that's not a lifestyle that you can maintain. You are eventually going to crash and burn by depriving your body (laughs) of the rest that it needs. And And it's simply because when we go to sleep, it allows our body to repair itself, to okay. rejuvenate itself. We have been rushing around, going, going, going all day and coming into contact with all these toxins and things in our environment. Mm. And our bodies need time to recover and to repair. I hear that. So getting sleep is bigger than, oh, I got to get my beauty rest. I got to take some pictures tomorrow. I have to be on camera tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, sleep is important for that. Right. But it's also very important for your health. When your sleep cycle gets off, that is one of the things that contributes to weight gain. I have so many okay. women that come to me saying, oh, I'm eating right. I'm not drinking as much. I'm drinking more water, but I can't lose weight. And I say, tell me about your sleep. I hear that. And then I get this deer in the headlights <laughs> kind of look. <laughs> gotcha. But people don't understand that when you are sleep deprived, there are these hunger hormones that we have and they get all out of whack. Oh. And by staying up late, you're going to start to feel hungry. And if it's on the late night tip, the healthier options are not what is readily available. Gotcha. Especially if you are going to leave your home and go get something. Gotcha. And that's why it's so important that if you are going to be up late, you're probably going to end up being hungry and needing a snack and something to, you know, kind of munch on. I hear that. Have some healthy things available at your disposal. So, like... Having some Greek yogurt cups, having some hummus and maybe some celery sticks or some um, cucumber slices, healthy things. Having, you know, some dried fruit or even some fresh fruit. But the thing is, you're probably going to be hungry the later you stay up. So have some healthy snacks close by. Mm -hmm. All right. So get your rest. Look good, feel good, let your body repair itself, and keep those hunger hormones in balance. All right. Doctor's order, Startup Nation. Yes. Get rest. <laughs> Get rest. Thank you for sharing You're that. Welcome. I appreciate that. What do you think is a popular misconception about business in general? People think that business, and especially success in business, mm-hmm. is equal to being popular. Interesting. 
Okay. And especially in this world of social media where people measure you by the number of likes to your page or okay. the number of, you know, subscribers to your channel. Okay. But likes and and hearts those don't always correlate to dollar signs. Fair enough. This is not a popularity <laughs> contest. This right. is a business. We that. are here to make an impact, you know, touch lives, transform people in whatever industry or niche, niche we are in. Mm-hmm. It's not a popularity contest. Fair enough. And if you are not generating income in your business, then you just have an expensive hobby. <laughs> you are not in business unless you are making some money. Did you have to do them like that, Dr. James? I'm just being honest. <laughs> this is stuff I wish people would have told me right. straight Fair out the enough. gate. Fair enough. Straight out the gate. Fair enough. Pure and uncut. I hear that. All right. <laughs> How has uh, entrepreneurship affected your life? I have this theory where it yeah. kind of leaks into different other aspects of your life. How it has does. it affected your life? I'm going to be honest. It has been a challenge. It's something that I've had to really work at and navigate because mm-hmm. since I do still have a you know career in corporate right. pharmacy mm-hmm. and I have family commitments right. you know, and other civic things that I have you know volunteered or committed my time to, fitting it all in can be difficult. It's okay. you know juggling a lot. Right. And so that's why I say, you know, I help busy young women who are juggling businesses, relationships and careers Fair enough. to Fair design enough. the life of their dreams because it it is like you're just juggling things. Right. And it, so I can just be honest that there have been times where other things have kind of Falling by the wayside. Gotcha. Fortunately, my health hasn't been one of those things, but some of my friendships weren't as solid as they needed to be. Because even mm. in friendships, you have to have time to nurture them. That's true. And so you have to just be honest with yourself, do an assessment of, okay, where have I been slacking? Where do I need to kind of step things up? Where can I be a little flexible? And be honest with people. Just say, you know, I'm not ignoring you. I'm on a deadline. I'm trying to get this book finished. Or I got this program I'm trying to write. You know, right. I'm not blowing you off. I'm not acting funny. You know, just be patient. And I promise we're going to celebrate once once I make this deadline. Gotcha. So that is one piece where I have really had to do some adjusting. Because... Yeah. Being an entrepreneur and having a business plus, you know, a a full-time career, it's only 24 hours in a day. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) And so that also goes back to what I mentioned earlier about allowing people to help you. So there will come a time when you will accept that I can't keep doing all this myself. I've got to bring somebody on if it's just an intern, if it's just, you know, someone part-time to help. I hear that. Because you still have to have time for those other things in your life in addition to your business. Gotcha. I hear that. And thanks for the setup because that's actually a nice segue to our next <laughs> question. So I appreciate that. So I know we got Miss Capernet. Shout out to Miss Capernet. Um, what do you look for when you bring people onto the team of the lifestyle pharmacists? What are you looking for in an employee or, mm-hmm. a per- or even the people who you just use for a project? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? Because it's really important that they all help tell the story Absolutely. that you're trying to put out there. Right? right. So what are you looking right. for? I look for people who are fun, for okay. one. I like people that are comfortable with who they are and they don't mind just being themselves no matter what. Fair enough. The lifestyle pharmacist is a real person. This mm-hmm. is not a gimmick. This is real life people. Mm-hmm. And the things that I'm doing with people affect their lives. So all that pretending and fakeness, no time for that <laughs> on this you. team. Fair enough. You know, transparency and just realness is a requirement. People that want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves because... 
what I'm trying to do in healthcare and in the lives of women all around the world is bigger than even me. And that. so just wanting to be a part of something that is bigger than just you getting the shine or, you know, you getting credit for doing something. But when the whole project comes together and it happens and it's impactful, right? you know, wanting to be a part of, of a movement. So that's that. important. You know, not being about self. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So those two things are very, very important. Okay. And then people that have a solid, like, work ethic, they take pride in their work. Because for some people, they're just getting money, and they just want to get their money, and they don't really gotcha. care too much about the quality of their right. work. And then there are others where the quality of their work matters to them more than even the money that they're ma- that enough. they're paid. Fair enough. So, you know, quality of work and just wanting to do their very best are other qualities that I look for. I know you have like products and services. So this next question is probably more so focused on the services. Have you ever had to turn down a client before? I have. Okay. Can you tell us that story? And so (laughs) you don't have to tell, you don't have to say names. No names. I'll leave the names out to protect the innocent (laughs) or the guilty. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, in the business that I am in, everyone may not be ready to go to the next level in their life or their health. And it is not my responsibility to try to beat you into submission, to Mm -hmm. convert you to this type of idea. Mm -hmm. The people that I am most successful with working with and helping are people who really want to make a change in their life. They're not coming to me to be convinced. They're coming wanting next level. Fair enough. So I have turned down a client who wanted to pay what I was asking for my services, but they weren't ready. Because for me, I do like a pre-qualification questionnaire. I ask all these different questions to find out how serious they are, how committed they are, you know, some behavioral type questions, a few little, you know, psychological type questions. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, from corporate, we do these surveys, you know, we've done the Myers-Briggs test, you know, I'm pulling some things from corporate. Absolutely. And you can really get a sense of the real person and if they're just telling you something or they're really meaning you know what they're saying gotcha. so I had to turn down a client because she just wasn't ready gotcha. she wanted to just get you know cute and get into this dress for this occasion I'm not gotcha. this is not a quick fix type of scenario right this is a transformation this is a lifestyle gotcha Fair this enough. is not a, a fad or a gimmick it's a lifestyle so Absolutely. if you don't want to make a lifestyle change then I'm not the one for you Fair enough. Now that that uh that questionnaire did that come from being burned once before, or did you kind of go into that part of it so with that it questionnaire? Was, I was advised it was Fair recommended okay. that okay. I implement that. Gotcha. And so I did. When okay. somebody tells me, I strongly advise that you do <laughs> X Y Z, right? And they have that look of right. seriousness on Fair their enough. face. I say, you know what? Gotcha. Might, might be some 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 truth to that. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. If you had one piece of advice for somebody who's just starting out their path to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. What would that be? You have to really want this life. I hear that. Being an entrepreneur, especially in the the world that we live in, you know, with YouTube sensations and reality <laughs> starlets. Right. People want that instant gratification. They want to blow up now. They right. want to go viral right now. Mm-hmm. They want Oprah to call them right now. <laughs> but it doesn't happen like that. Right. So you have to really want to do this. And you have to be persistent and patient and you have to trust God mm-hmm. because I'm telling you it's going to be some hard times and there're going to be some great times but in order to stay the course and endure and weather it all 
You have to really want this. And you have to want it so bad that no matter what happens, that you're not going to quit. I hear that. So it's not going to be instant. It may seem slow and painful. But the thing about a successful and scalable and sustainable business is that you have to put some things in place. You got to build a foundation. It's like building a house and you just put up the the frame. Mm -hmm. What about the foundation? Right. A good wind come along and your house is going to crumble. So the same with your business. If you want it to be, you know, a business of longevity, a business that will sustain you and continue to grow and be able to be scaled. Absolutely. So it's not going to be this overnight quick thing. Dr. Jamie, who are your mentors? (laughs) (laughs) So my mentors are people like Darren Hardy. Okay. um, Lamar Tyler, Amy Porterfield, um, Grant Cordon, okay. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Right, Not cool. the rapper. No. Dr. Dre, the OBGYN. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a mixture of people um, from different industries that have different specialties. But, gotcha. But yeah, those are the people that I'm really rocking with and learning from and growing with okay. right now. And they're dropping a lot of nuggets for you? They are. Okay. Where do you see your business in the next five years? Yeah. So in the next five years, I will have been a recurring um, staple in medical media. Okay. You will see Dr. Jamie on television. I hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So that will have happened within the next five years. Mm -hmm. And I also will have, I know I talked a lot earlier about brick and mortar businesses, Right. Um, but I do have a brick and mortar on my, you know, roadmap down the line. So by five years from now, the brick and mortar should have been realized and it'll be like a wellness center where people can actually, you know, come and receive services and do a host of things in a environment. So I will have done that and I'll I'll be open to some franchising, you know, options for that as well. Okay. And on my radar, I also have a like mobile kitchen classroom type of model that I'll be putting out as well. Because one thing that I'm really, really passionate about and in tune with, especially since I was born and raised in Memphis, is Mm -hmm. the fact that there are food deserts. And there is not access to quality health care in some neighborhoods. And there is not access to healthy foods in a lot of places where a lot of people live that look like you and me. Fair enough. And so being able to reach those communities who are out there on this desert by themselves and they can only run to the corner grocery store and get some, you know, cold cuts and saltine crackers and potato chips and, and that's lunch and dinner. Gotcha. You know, and I'm preaching fruits and vegetables, lean baked protein. They don't have access to that. Fair enough. So some a mobile type of, you know, kitchen classroom model, I really plan to implement and go into some of these neighborhoods that don't have access to resources. Okay, I hear that. And uh, I have a follow-up. Do you think the entrepreneur in Memphis has an obligation to reach back Absolutely. to help those in those neighborhoods that you're talking about. And so so why is that? Because a lot of us came from those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You know, we are one of the success stories. And so we definitely are indebted to the people from that neighborhood who supported us and encouraged us and didn't try to block and hinder us. I hear that. Just because they weren't going in that direction. They weren't hating on us and trying to keep us from getting our wins. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all about if I make it, then we all make it in a sense. So we have to do the whole reach back and Mm -hmm. bring people along with us and bring them higher and higher because there are a lot of people that want more. They want better, but because of their family situation, you know, they may have, 
had a parent that was incarcerated or, you know, different things happen in people's lives that kind of make them be in the situation that they're in. It's not always just by choice. Right. You know, people get into very unfortunate situations that are beyond their control. That's true. And what I don't like to see is, you know, those of us that have made it and we have achieved some level of success, we turn our noses up at people like them. Gotcha. When we could have been people like Just them. Just as easy as people like them. Yeah, so Fair there enough. is a serious obligation and indebtedness to our community. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. This is where I like to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> All right. Um, Dr. <laughs> Jamie, what's your superpower and why? My superpower, what I would say about myself is that I am very, very attentive to details. Fair enough. Okay. And so I think that that is one of my superpowers and one of my talents because as a pharmacist, I have to be oh, very absolutely. in tune with the absolutely. most minute you know, decimal place and, you know, mil- one little milliliter of, you know, medication. Mm-hmm. So the attention to detail suits me perfectly in my professional life, but that has also trickled into my personal life as well. So right. I'm very attentive to the smallest of details. I'm analytical. And I really think that that attentive, you know, to detail type of personality that I have is a superpower that I have. I hear that. I hear that. And I imagine as a pharmacist, you have to have, have that to, attention to Because detail. lives are in your hands. Absolutely. Literally. Right. Yep. Of course. Thank yep. you for sharing that. Yep. So, Dr. Jamie, this is a point of the show where if you got like anything you want to promote, <laughs> like a website or social media credentials yeah. that you want to put out there, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, Startup Nation, for even more lifestyle tips and tricks, I want you to be sure to head over to... Um, www.drjamiehardy.com and I'll spell it D-R-J-A-M-I-E-H-A-R-D-Y.com forward slash free book. Uh-oh. And you can grab my free ebook. And in the book, I share 26 ways to start implementing a clean eating type of lifestyle. So it's called 26 Ways to Eat Clean and Stay Lean. So be sure to... Get the ebook, start implementing the tips, and that's setting the foundation for you to have a healthy lifestyle. I hear that. Yeah. Okay. And Startup Nation, if you look in the show notes, that's actually going to be there for you to for easy access to just click. Yeah. All right. Last question. Yes. Any parting advice for Startup Nation for or just entrepreneurs in general? Yeah. What would that be? Know why you want to go into business. Okay. Because wanting to make a lot of money. It's not reason enough. Fair enough. Because that may or may not happen. But if you have a goal to do something very impactful and meaningful on this earth, then that will push you to make the sacrifices necessary. That will push you to invest in yourself in ways that you never even had considered before. So know why you want to go into business. And it can't just be about money. I hear that. That's going to conclude this episode of The Startup Life. Dr. Jamie, thank you so thank much you for, for your time. Thank you for me. Thank you for coming on and dropping. <laughs> I'm stealing some of them nuggets That's you dropped. Fine. That's I'm stealing some of them nuggets. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Here's my final take. When it comes to Dr. Jamie, it's all about empowering people. Yes, she does sell a service, but that service is about fundamentally changing someone's lifestyle for the better. It's not about the gimmicks or the fake stuff like she said in the interview. It's about empowering people. And that makes complete sense coming from the Lifestyle Pharmacist. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life.
the startup life.